What's going on, Mantox Tribe? Connor Deaton here, founder of Mantox and the host of the Mantox podcast. In the video right now, you are probably seeing my Apple swag uh, from when I worked at Apple. I hope you don't mind that I'm rocking it out today. If you're an Android fan, I still love you. Don't have, don't have hate for me. Um, <laughs> so on this quick little mini episode, I am going to talk about failure. And uh, I just did a post on Facebook um, in the last 24 hours and it, it got so much traction. I had so many people reaching out, commenting on it and interacting with it. And what I said was the real price of success is countless failures. The real price of success is countless failures. And I shared my experience with the Real Talk Summit and how I faced more failure in the last three months than I think I have in the last three years. And how it's so interesting because in a conversation yesterday that I had with somebody uh, in a podcast interview that I did, they said, man, like you're just blowing up and you got featured in Forbes and you know, you've got this huge event and you met Gary Vaynerchuk and da 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 da. And I, I had to take a step back because I realized that what was being put out was like all of this success. You know, the pe what people were really seeing was just like this, um, you know, massive amounts of like victories and wins and success. And, and I was celebrating all those things. And the reality of it was that behind the scenes, there was a shit ton of failures that had been happening every single day. And I realized that I hadn't been sharing those pieces with the audience and, and with, with you, you know, with the listeners. And so I wanted to take some time to not only share those, but share my takeaways because I've had a lot of people ask, how have you managed all of this failure? So, so let's just, uh, so I'm going to talk about how I've managed it. I'm going to talk about um, the lessons that I've learned from really successful people and how they manage failure. Because like I said, really successful people aren't any different from you and me in terms of maybe skill set or intelligence, but how they are different is their ability to manage failure. That's, that's what they've gotten really, really good at. They've, they've mastered in some degree as much as we can. They've mastered the ability to manage failure. So in the last three months, putting on this event alone, I'm just going to share this. I'm just going to share a couple of things, just to give you some context. Um, to put on this event has, uh, you know, it's been a ton of work and I had a business partner to start with that business partner after I signed Gary V and paid my portion, which was the most money that I think I've ever spent in one go. I paid my portion. Uh, my business partner backed out and left me to front the cost of not only Gary V, but the rest of the event, which was more money than I had ever anticipated. And so I was left with this overwhelming feeling of like failure and like a lot of anxiety, you know, because all of a sudden I was in this space of like, shit, like now I have to front all this money for this event. I've committed to it. I've signed a contract to it. And so at that point it was kind of like, well, I got to make this work. So that was number one business partner backed out. Uh, from there, I proceeded to have speakers back out. So we were about to announce a, a really big name speaker. Uh, and literally the morning that we were about to announce them, they backed out. Um, we had we had sponsors back out. We had funding fall through. We had companies who had agreed to sponsor us go bankrupt, which upped the cost of the event. Um, we had media partners fall through. We had, um, we had partners for the actual event fall through that were committed and signed contracts. Like it was absolutely insane 
to basically like wake up every single day and be like, like, what's going to happen today? You know, what, what failure is going to happen today? What roadblock, what adversity is going to happen? And the interesting thing is that at the beginning, when these pieces, when these, you know, small and large failures were starting to happen, it was really hard to not take it personally. You know, like when you're working with somebody like a colleague and they back out of a deal that you have, it's hard not to take that personally, right? And it's the same thing in a relationship. If you're in a relationship with somebody and they back out of that relationship with you, it's hard to take that. You know, it's hard not to take that personally. So in all of this, in all of this, the first lesson that I want to share with you is, you know, it sounds cliche, you know, don't take it personally. So I'm not going to say that because I think that that's bullshit. Like it's, it's kind of hard not to take it personally in those moments where somebody's like, ah, I can't, you know, I can't work in this situation anymore or I can't be in this situation anymore. Um, so I got to back out. It's, it's hard not to take it personally. So I'm not going to say that. But what I will say is tune in to how you actually feel about that experience. You know, are you taking it personally? Do you feel like it's a personal attack on your character? Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you pissed off at this person or at this situation? Do you feel like you're helpless and lost in that situation? Because if you want to take action on rectifying the situation, if you want to be able to be in a a powerful space, you first need to acknowledge where you are. All right. I'm going to reiterate that you first need to acknowledge where you are. If you want to be able to move your life in a direction that, that, um, empowers you, you need to first acknowledge that you're in a space that maybe is disempowering. And when other people back out of things, uh, and, and they leave you, especially in, in a situation where all of a sudden you're having to front a lot more money, that can be really confronting. So, uh, especially if it deals with money or love and intimacy, those can be really, really confronting circumstances. So first and foremost, recognize where you feel you're at, right? How do you feel about the situation? Are you pissed off? Do you feel helpless? Where are you at? So that's number one. Number two is, um, you know, Steve Jobs had a great saying, since I'm rocking out the Apple apparel today. Steve Jobs had a great saying, which is, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. And this is the, this is the idea that hindsight is 2020, right? Like we can perfectly see our past, because we've already experienced it, but we have no idea what the future is going to hold for us. And so what I see really successful people doing, and what I've started to do myself, is to worry less about trying to set up the future in such a way that you don't fail, because failure is inevitable. It really is. It's like breathing. It's going to happen. You're going to have expectation failure. You're going to have failures in love. You're going to have failures in communication. You're going to have failures in money and finances. Like the reality is, is that we're all going to fail to some degree. And so, you know, instead of trying to set up our future in such a way so that failure doesn't happen ever, take that energy and that, and that effort and apply it to looking into your past and looking into your past experiences and being able to say and reflect when those things happen, you know, when the partner backs out or when the breakup or divorce happens or, you know, when your company, God forbid, goes bankrupt and, you know, you're left in a very dire situation that you can start to look back on your circumstances and say, what did I learn from this? What do I see now that I didn't see before? What's present for me in this moment that I wasn't aware of when I made that decision in the past? And again, 
be able to let go of or be able to forgive yourself for the feelings that will probably come up around that. Because when we look back and we're, and we're looking into our past and we look at a failure or a mistake, especially if it's on our end and we, you know, we're the ones that are at fault for it, the biggest thing that we can do is own it and then process through maybe some of the guilt or the shame that's there around that failure so that we can move forward powerfully. And then the last piece that I want to say is what's the immediate action that I can take from where I am now to move me forward in a powerful direction? So what's the action that I can take now to course correct, basically? Um, this is this is really powerful. And what I see most people doing is jumping step one and two and trying to get right to three, right? They, they're like, okay, you know, this failure happened and I'm in this space and they go into, you know, anxiety and panic mode and they jump right to how can I course correct? And the problem with that, especially with you dealing with other people or you're dealing with yourself and your own emotions and you, you know, you might be very confronted by this failure. You might be very confronted by this adversity is that we aren't in a very healthy mindset when it first happens in order to make the right choices to move forward powerfully. And so what we need to do is we need to take step one and two. We need to take the time to look at how is this emotionally impacting me? Am I angry? Am I trying to make a decision or a choice from anger? What did I learn from this situation? Then from there, the answer will always and inevitably be so much clearer, right? So if you want clarity and you feel like you don't have clarity after failure or you feel like you don't have clarity because of the adversity, I would say nine times out of 10, it's because you haven't done step one or step two. You haven't taken the time to properly process the emotional response to that failure, or you haven't taken the time to really, like really look at the experience and learn the lesson that you're meant to learn from that experience. Um, and from that space, when you see what you're meant to learn, then you can course correct. And it might be something simple as taking ownership over it. It might be something simple as being able to call somebody up and say, hey, you know, I fucked up and I'm really sorry and I need to own that. And out of that ownership, um, you know, the, the direction and the course that, that things are taking are going to, are going to shift significantly. So be able to look at and, and understand that the action of moving forward is not possible without the first two. And, and the actions, if you don't do the first two, are going to come out of a space of anxiety or avoidance. That's inevitably what's going to happen. And it's going to lead you down the path of even more failure. So it's important to do those first two. So I hope that lands for you. Um, I wanted to give a, a huge shout out to the Order of Man tribe. Um, Ryan Mitchler over there has been doing some great work. Ryan Thanks for sharing all of our stuff. I uh, appreciate you, brother. And um, I wanted to give a shout out to Mr. Juvon Langford down in uh, Los Angeles doing some great work down there with the Elevated Man. I think he's coming up to Vancouver in the next month or so. So shout out to both of you gents. And uh, for all of you listening, thank you for tuning in. This is Connor Beaton signing off. If there's a topic that you want me to cover, hit me up uh, at Man Talks, either on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever your medium is. And I would be happy to jam on these on the mini episodes. So until next time, take care.